0: The following podcast is presented by Ensign Services Inc., a company engaged in the business of providing contracted for administrative and back office type support services to post acute healthcare clients. Ensign Services provides accounting, human resources, compliance, legal, risk management, information technology, training, construction support, and other such miscellaneous services to its clients. These contracted for services are available to be utilized at the sole discretion of its clients. References within the podcast to the company and its activities, as well as the use of the terms we, us, its, our, and similar terms used during the discussion are not meant to imply that Ensign Services, Inc. or the Ensign Group, Inc. has any direct operational control, supervision, or direction of the independently operated post-acute health entities. Jared, we finally come to the fourth we're podcast here. on Trust and Inspire. Yes, like this is a good book, right? It is. I just, I, I hope everybody reads it, and I'm, I'm telling you right now, this is going to be our focus book for next year, and this is going right. to all be tied in with our annual meeting, and we are, and we're going to create trainings on it. This, this needs to become our obsession.
1: So I think here we're at this final of the three pieces. Yeah. Uh, where first we did modeling. Yeah. That's the who we are. Leading by trust, number two. Yes, very good. Mm -hmm. Second is leading by trust, and this last piece we're going to talk about is inspiring with the why. So, what do you have to say about that?
0: So this this goes back to what what again that quote: the most important quality of a leader, one, one who inspires them. I think far too often, I, there's a couple of things. We we feel like we don't have time. Like you think about orientation. How much time does the ED spend truly going in and preparing to inspire these people or, or in initial interviews or because we're too busy teaching them the what? Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, I don't know. It's a necessary part of leadership for sure. But inspiring them with the why is just the most fun part of leadership. And then because we don't inspire them with the why, we spend all this time managing them to make sure they do the what. Right. So let me let me start by making something very clear here. There might be people listening to this saying, but I'm not very inspirational. I'm not very charismatic. That's what you should be saying. That's what I should. That hurts my feelings, Jared, (laughs) but I'm gonna keep going. (laughs) Everyone can inspire. Every single one... Look, far too often we equate being inspirational with being charismatic. We need to disconnect charisma from inspiration. Anyone can be inspiring. Charisma... Can motivate, for sure. Remember we taught, what was that, podcast one or one. two? Charisma can motivate, but that's all we're looking for. Authenticity, connecting with people, connecting to purpose. Those inspire. So, you know, we you had my uh, Zen moment and a couple podcasts ago. I'm going to give a Cherokee birth blessing, okay? Uh, like this is my master Ugwe moment. It says, may you live long enough to know why you were born. Remember my dad was quoted a lot. I think he was quoting Mark Twain. There are two most important days in a person's life, the day that they were born and the day they realized why they were born. So now he's saying, may you live long enough to know why you were born. This is largely your job as a leader to help your people discover why they were born, help establish their relevancy and help them see their impact on the mission. They need to know their, imp- this is, this is three signs of a miserable job, right? A measurement, uh, uh, What's the anonymity? Anonymity. That's the one I can think of. And then irrelevancy is that impact. Right. So, So Simon Sinek says great leaders are able to inspire people to act. Those who are able to inspire give people a sense of purpose or belonging are able to create a following of people who act not because they were swayed, but because they were inspired. Remember, all these leaders are differentiating between motivated, swayed and inspired. And far too many of us are merely trying to retain our people when we should be finding ways to inspire them. I mean, studies show how high performance is highly correlated with the ability to inspire. Yet most leaders rank very low in their ability to inspire. Remember in the first podcast, I used this quote. um, It says, we are not suggesting there is a single silver bullet for leadership, but The ability of leaders to inspire those about them comes the closest to being that all-powerful solution. We simply cannot overemphasize how robust and dominant it is. And I couple that with every single one of you can inspire. And
1: it sounds as if that inspiration really comes from being so clear on our why. Yep. Whether it's our own, the facility, whatever that why may be, and helping people feel connected to that purpose and I also love uh, what I read establishing that sense of belonging. Yeah. This really matches
0: up with what you the just mentioned—the three mentioned, sides yeah. of a triangle. If I couldn't think of anonymity, an- an- anonymity, anonymity. Well done, good In job. Measurement
1: and irrelevancy.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I found the word you, you can't found say. The
1: word. I just <laughs> say it, it again. A Let's ago. try it again. Say anonymity. It.
0: Oh my gosh! No, nope. keep going. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: need so i mean people need to feel the opposite of all of those things to really be inspired and i feel like stewardship agreements it really helps with that immeasurement side of things yeah connecting them to the why helps them establish the
0: relevancy side yeah. but what about anonymity so that sort of goes back to that empathy start start by empathizing and showing compassion to your people this this is part of of being an inspiring leader we empathize with people by going out of our way to understand them, not to judge or evaluate or interpret them. That's I mean, that's I'm oftentimes trying to understand people so that I can judge and evaluate and interpret them. We show compassion by going beyond understanding and taking action to help them. I, I love think of the word compassion in Spanish. You learn Spanish in Ecuador. Compasión means to suffer with it 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 literally means to to go with someone in their experience that's what compassion means um john mackey of whole foods said this he said we shouldn't just promote the most competent but also the most loving and caring right we that that needs to be something we're looking at when we're looking at, at putting people into leadership and authority positions people get better results when they're connected to each other and united around a common purpose and in reality we all at some point realize that success is not enough right there's i mean how many people do you know uh uh, professional athletes and and stars in hollywood that have achieved what others would consider and they're so unfulfilled what we're really looking for is significance at some point money doesn't matter because what truly matters is mattering now that's a quote I, I'm using a quote from the book. I don't want people... Yeah, was oh, brilliant what Clay said. What really matters is mattering, making a difference. This is probably why they say money motivates neither the best people nor the best in people. Purpose does. That's a a, a Nilofer merchant. I don't even know who that is, but uh, they quoted him in the book. So I, I've seen people on the side of the street holding signs, you know, we'll work for food or we'll work for money. You've seen that. I sort of feel like we're seeing employees mentally uh symbolically holding up signs i will work for meaning give me meaning as a leader that's your job give them meaning are you having orientations where you give them purpose are you having all staff meetings where you're inspiring them on their impact one-on-ones will work for meaning and if you're not giving it to them as a leader you're failing as a leader it's that simple there's there's one study that says of millennials prefer using their individual skills to help a cause. And that's why inspiring leaders starts with a why, but, but when they make sure to connect the work their people do to the why, that's, that's when you're inspiring them, right? You, you have to help your people connect to that why this is inspiration. And look, if you're not providing this, then you are, we've talked about this before. You're a commodity for your nurses and other employees, This is why it's a a game changer for a leader to be able to inspire others. Stop being a commodity. Be a reason. Be a why. Uh, There's another quote that he gives in the book, Gary Hamill. He says, to what end? So ask yourself this question that Gary asks. To what end and to whose benefit are our employees being asked to give of themselves? Have we committed ourselves to a purpose that is truly deserving of their initiative, imagination, and passion here in our organization we can clearly say yes connect them to it we are changing people's lives we are at a time when that when most would be discouraged and depressed we are giving them a reason to live there is a why that's there i i was in montecito a couple of weeks ago doing a training with their with their th- uh therapy leadership and they introduced me to one of their patients and that patient was just saying I love it here. I, yeah, yeah, I, I, most people would be depressed, but he said, I love, I love my friends. I love that they try and make me better. And I just think, man, I, 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 I wanted to cry as I was talking to these employees at Montecito, just thinking, wow, what a, what an amazing uh, accomplishment they've, they've made. I, you know, the four disciplines of execution. You remember mm-hmm. that podcast? Yeah. You read that book. Yeah. Uh, this is, this is another covey that uh, is one of the writers of that book. We talk about how JFK set a specific goal of putting a man on the moon and returning him home safely by the end of the decade and how that specificity of the goal inspired his people. And NASA finally, you know, it used to be have a great space program. Then he made it more specific, right? Well, the story is told of how JFK ran into a janitor during his visit to NASA. And he said, you know, president asked the janitor, hey, what are you doing? Janitor's reply could have been mopping the floor. You know, cleaning the bathroom. What does he say? I'm helping put a man on the moon. That person had been connected to their purpose. And that makes all the difference. You know, Angela Duckworth, she wrote Grit. And she's a former Stanford professor. She says, you can go from job to career to calling all without changing your occupation.
1: Before you started this, you had mentioned how fun this part of a job inspiring, can be inspiring isn't it i mean and inspiring people by connecting them to that why what's their purpose what's the bigger vision and the purpose whether it's for themselves or the facility as a whole i just i wonder why we don't spend more of our time doing this
0: one of my i was just talking to ursula and our, our human resources leader um, and and she was asking me some questions. And she one of the questions she asked me is, think of a moment when you really connected a, a very meaningful moment in your career. And my mind immediately went to the Ubuntu annual meeting. and And I kept thinking about how I left so inspired, wanting to do better, wanting to live this mission and seeing so many other people doing it. And just there's a power in connecting that why. And that was one of the most meaningful experiences of my career.
1: I just feel like if you had a group of CNAs and nurses and housekeepers and everybody was connected to that why, how yeah. much more you could accomplish and, and how fun it would really be to show up every day. day. I and mean, people rank this inspiration as, as the most important characteristic of leaders and they rank their the leaders most low on it. Underdelivered. Yeah. Yep. it's really hard for leaders. And I think the reality is a lot of times that we feel like our world is out of control. Yeah. Um, and you know, we're looking for control. We're looking for yeah. that time that we can have control when feel things feel like they're out of control or we feel like we have constant fires that keep coming up. It's, it's almost as if we need that control though.
0: Yeah. But here's the secret that Stephen M R Covey says in the book, and this sort of goes to the question, is it ever right to be a command and control mm-hmm. leader? And we talked about that. And here's what he says. He says, the secret is there is more control in trust and inspire culture than in rules, rules-based culture. There is more control in trust and inspire than there is in command and control. Here's his quote. You can never come up with enough rules for people you don't trust or can't trust. Rules can never exert more control over a person's action than what a person can do when inspired. And if you really want to increase control, then extend trust in a smart way. Allow people to exercise good judgment and let them manage themselves. When we trust people, they tend to rise to the equation. So, so... Have your goal be to inspire people and not to manage or control them. Just because a few people abuse freedom doesn't mean—we've talked about this before, Mm too— doesn't mean that our employees are not worthy of great trust. The truth is some people can't be trusted. Don't set your systems around them. If you can't trust, you can't lead. Don't let the 5% of the people that you can't trust ruin the jobs of the 95% that you can. So extend smart trust. High-trust organizations, they're 11 times more innovative than low-trust organizations. Give your people freedom to experiment with new ideas. Try this. Try try making the statement that, you know, onboard your people by saying, I know you'll make some mistakes along the way in exercising your judgment. I forgive you in advance. (laughs) Does that sound a little scary? (laughs) You're going, but imagine what that does for people. You do? So, I mean, now they can just be themselves. I feel like
1: it's 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 hard to allow people to make mistakes, um, especially ones where you feel like you could have micromanaged away had yeah. you micromanaged them. Yeah. But it is so valuable to extend that trust to them. And I love in the book the quote by Adam Grant, he said, I would love to redefine success to say it's not just what you achieve, it's also what you help others achieve.
0: Yeah.
1: And Clay, several weeks ago you texted me with a frustrating self assessment <laughs> that you Do had you remember done. That? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and how you you talked about how you felt like you were hurting your team's ability to be vulnerable with you yeah. and maybe even hurting their growth. Yeah. And I'm wondering, do you want to talk
0: a little about that? Thanks, Jared. I appreciate Give me some, that. a moment feels, to be vulnerable. This is just a moment for you and I together to talk right about being... Um, look, I learned an issue... I might have, <laughs> and I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'm going to say again, because uh, it was actually some painful feedback given to me years ago by a partner in this organization and I didn't like it when it was given to me, and it's something that prevents me from being a trust and inspire leader, and it sounds ridiculous of me to say because on the surface, I don't think it's true, except I'm exhibiting things that make mm-hmm. me think that, and it's being the smartest person in the room. And I, I don't think I'm the smartest person in this room. I don't. It's not what I. It's not what I think. But, but, it's, it's. If I'm not, I mean, I've said a lot that I'm not. I struggle with listening. Mm -hmm. I listen to respond. Well, that's how the smart, the person that thinks they're the smartest person in the room. Would respond, right? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, even though I don't explicitly say that, you know, Covey's Covey's helped me to see why I might portray that and how I'm preventing myself from being a trust and inspire leader. I've always said that we're a meritocracy; best idea wins. I don't care what your title is. I don't care how long you've been here. Best idea wins, and I like to believe that's true but a question that i wrote down while reading this book is could my style be communicating to people that i think i'm smarter or better or more qualified and i i'm embarrassed say some people might be listening to this podcast laughing going, clay yes that is exactly what you do and and i want to find out who you are and i'm going to come find you you know but (laughs) but i i it makes me sad to think i've been portrayed am i pushing for collaboration but practicing control. Am I waiting for people to get the answer that I think is right? Am I just trying to lead them to my, and even still, I wasn't seeing my guilt in this, uh, except for in, in, a few areas. But I, but I had to keep asking myself if I truly hungered for the knowledge of other people in the room. And I don't think I did, but was I doing that? Was I hungering? If, if I did, I would be a really good listener. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, my dad always said, and I've, I've quoted this before, he'd always say that no one person can get us to the moon. And it reminds me of the Mother Teresa quote. She says, you can, you can do what I cannot do. I can do what you cannot do. Together, we can do great things. But only if I don't think that I'm the smartest person in the room and I, and I hunger for your ideas. So what does Covey advise me to do to, to help me overcome this weakness? The, these three things. So this is a list, and but he says, start with humility. Be more concerned with what is right than who is right. That's a, I. Yeah, I'm a debater, and sometimes I fight for my ideas. Stop being concerned with who is right. Check your ego at the door. Number two, listen and respect what you hear. That's hard for the smartest person in the room right? When we don't, we miss good ideas. We miss even more than an opportunity. we it, It's not even just the good ideas that we miss out on. We miss the opportunity to demonstrate empathy and understanding and show them how important they are to us. It's not just missing the bucket of water. It's 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 missing the entire well.
1: Well, I feel even that respect side of it, that we're listening and respecting what they hear and not just jumping in quickly to tell them why they're wrong, but really listening. And even if we feel like they're wrong, listening enough to understand why they think what they're saying. Amen.
0: And then then the last thing was interesting to me, embracing the growth mindset, but not just for yourself, for everyone. Most enlightened command and control leaders have the growth, growth mindset, but it's for themselves. But they have a fixed mindset for others. You know, there, there's another thing that that you said a while ago too, and I, I it made me think of a quote, and I am not going to be able to think of it offhand. But remember, we were talking about how trust and inspire has more control than rules-based. Mm-hmm. There's a quote by a guy named Carl Mazer, and I I went to BYU, and and there's a Mazer building there, and I think there's a, I think this quote is somewhere out in front of his building. But he says, you know, put me in a in a circle and build walls around me and all these things. And he says, I can probably find a way to escape with enough time and with enough resources. But he says, draw a circle around me and commit me and trust me to not leave. And I will not leave. I will die first. The control comes from that trust and inspire. And, and I, you know, totally butchered that quote. You can Google it and Carl G. Mazur and, and uh, uh, I don't know. Draw a circle around them, but it's it's a powerful it's a powerful thing in realizing you really can have more control with trust and inspire.
1: What well, I keep asking myself, I mean, does does my team feel like they're being managed or led? Yeah,
0: it's good a self assessment.
1: And I mean, when my partners think of honesty, humility, integrity, kindness, are they thinking of
0: me? <laughs> I'm sure my partners are not yeah, thinking of I, me. I could say the same. I'm sorry, and I'm mean... sorry, team. I'm gonna do better. <laughs> and I've constantly been
1: wondering. I mean, again, who who can I express trust to? And honestly, how can I communicate to them my desire to trust them more effectively? Like, yeah. how do I how do I actually go about doing that? And, and how
0: I, will that elevate them?
1: Yeah. yeah, I honestly want to be able to treat people more as they could be from now on. And not as they are, yeah, I really want to look what is that future potential and opportunity that people have, and the quote that I absolutely love from Stephen Covey senior he says, "Leadership is communicating to people their worth and potential so clearly that they come to see it in themselves,
0: yeah, and I look, I want to be a more inspirational leader, I want to be more of a gardener leader, right. Galileo said this. He said, you can never teach a person anything. You can only help him find it within himself. Sometimes when I do train the trainer sessions, I make this statement that you can't hand people your knowledge. You, knowledge has to be constructed for themselves. You can only help them construct. You know, the learner has to construct that knowledge. It, it begins with how you view the people that you're teaching. Change how you see them and watch them change. And i I see leaders that do this. and and, and here's how I want to change my paradigms. can i can I just finish with this? i this This comes from the book. i'm I'm quoting it from the book. So so I want to change these paradigms to become a trusted inspire leader. One, people have greatness inside of them. So my job as a leader is to unleash their potential, not control them. That's the seed. The greatness is in the seed, not the gardener. Number two, People are whole people. So my job as a leader is to inspire, not merely motivate. Three, there's enough for everyone. This is the abundance mentality. So my job as a leader is to elevate caring over competing. If somebody else is getting praise, that's not less praise for me. That's not less praise. We need to elevate caring over competing and fix that. Number four, leadership is a stewardship. We've been placed in this position of trust. So my job as a leader is to put service above self-interest. It can't be about my bonus. It can't be about what I earn. I need to become obsessed with everybody else's success. And then number five, enduring influence is created from the inside out. So my job as a leader is to model. It's to go first. It's to model you know empathy and performance and authenticity and vulnerability and uh humility and courage those i i finish i i was a i grew up a 49ers fan and I, and and joe montana used to be the goat uh, I don't you know Tom Brady. It's it's yeah. hard to lie with the numbers, uh, but he said this of his coach Bill Walsh. He said, and th- and think of, I mean think about one someone on your team saying this about you as a leader. He said his goal in life was to convince us that we could be great, and he did, and we were. That's why he was such a great leader. And Covey said people aren't moved to greatness; they are inspired to it. There is always a model, someone who paved the way. There is always someone who trusted and believed in others, and there's always someone who inspired, who was able to light the fire within, not only within themselves, but within others. And uh, I mean, after reading this book, I just think this is what I want to do more effectively.
1: Well, thank you, Clay. I, I hope, You're
0: welcome, Jared. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> I hope. I honestly hope the people. I mean, we could read the, this book, and I mean, I guess that this can spark some conversation to figure out how do we how do we transition to that trust and inspire. So. If
0: we could make this change, if we could all become trust and inspire leaders, I think what we are today is nothing compared to what we could be. And That would be amazing. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Jared. <laughs> Thank you.